Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast, Absurd Art. My name is Liz, and on this podcast, I highlight interesting, nutty, and wild stories about art, artists, museums, and just about everything in between. I try to make art history interesting and entertaining, so if you find art history a bit of a snooze, you've come to the right place. I do my own research, mostly online, and compile it here in a podcast for you. I'm not a prestigious professional in anything relating to art. I simply just enjoy all things art. I'm an enthusiast, if you will. So, that being said, there is a possibility that I may have left a few things out, but hey, I'm doing the best that I can. So, today, I will be talking more about quote-unquote stolen artifacts from colonial times. If you listen to my episode on the Parthenon marbles at the British Museum, you know that it's super common that big museums have acquired many artifacts from many other countries, and it can be argued that it is unethical for them to have them in the first place, and especially for them to keep them. So this particular episode today is absurd because it could be the beginning of a movement where museums are giving back the artifacts that were originally taken from the other countries. I'm going to get more into that in the second episode, and today I will be giving an introduction to the Benin bronzes, what they are, how they were required, and in the next episode I will be talking about what the future of them could be and what people think about it and the progress that has been made. Okay, so first we need to start with what is Benin. Benin was a kingdom in where present-day Nigeria is, and it was invaded by the British troops in 1897. And like I said, it is where present-day Nigeria is, not where the country of Benin is now. And Benin is a small country that borders to the left of Nigeria. So in the 16th and 17th century, people that lived in the Benin Empire were also known as the Edo people, E-D-O. So the Edo people of the Benin Kingdom made these bronze sculptures, and ironically, they're made of brass and not bronze, but they are called the Benin Bronzes. And so it's not bronze, it is brass, and they are made by using the lost wax technique. So what is the lost wax technique? I'm going to tell you. So to begin, you make a sculpture out of wax. Could be beeswax, could be, I don't know, any other types of wax, but wax, I'm sure there I could Google it. And then the wax sculpture is then covered in clay. So once the clay and the wax are, you know, treated, they are heated in a kiln and the wax will melt away or is considered lost. You know, the wax is lost and then you have this mold. So once the wax melts away, you have this clay sculpture and then it's used as a mold to put melted brass into. So they pour the melted liquid brass into the clay mold, let it cool, and then they chip away at the clay to leave this bronze or brass sculpture. So this technique is commonly used in a lot of art today, but back then it was considered, you know, something amazing. Okay, so here is the interesting part of the story, the looting. So starting in 1884, after the Berlin Conference, the scramble for Africa began. 
And while the scramble for Africa is the formal name, I think I should bring up some other names that it is known as, which include the partition of Africa, the conquest of Africa, and even the rape of Africa. It is essentially where it was free for all European countries to take over parts of Africa for resources and land, you know, colonizer things. It's no secret that the British wanted as much land and resources as they could get, so they launched a expedition called the Benin Expedition, and obviously it was put on by the British in 1897 in hopes to gain control of the land. And up until this, the Benin Kingdom had remained independent from foreign rule, so there was quite a few years in between when the scramble for Africa began and they remained independent from foreign rule for quite some time. So the British planned their strategy and arrived in present-day Nigeria. So the king of the Benin Empire was known as the Oba, O-B-A. And the British befriended the Oba and they lied to him about their intentions. They told him that they wanted to discuss trade and that's what they did. They formed a free trade treaty And while the Oba wanted customs duties, the British claimed that he was out of contract and that that wasn't allowed. So they had free trade between the two. And while they did form this treaty, the British obviously had other intentions. Like I said, they lied. They wanted to take over the Benin Kingdom. And that's exactly what they did. So once the city was captured, the looting started. When they were looting, nothing was off limits, not even the king's house. They claim the reason for all of this looting was to make up the price and kind of get their refund on the cost of the expedition. And so the British took the bronzes from the kingdom and they auctioned them off to other museums because they needed the money. So I don't understand why, but they did. So, of course, the British kept quite a good chunk of the Benin bronzes for themselves. You can view them in the British Museum today. And it has the largest, and the British Museum has the largest quantity of the Benin bronzes. But there are a lot of museums around the world that have a great amount in their collection. They are scattered around the world in 161 different museums, and only nine of those institutions are in Nigeria. The British Museum in London has 700 of them. And next is the Ethnological Museum of Berlin, where they currently have 580. Because they are all so spread out, nobody actually knows how many there are in the world. But it is estimated that there are about 3,000 of them, and very, very few of them are in Nigeria. So all in all, the British took over, they claimed it, they made their money back, and now there's a future for the Benin Bronzes. There's talk of them returning, which I'm going to get into next episode. Part two will be out next week on Tuesday. And I will be also talking about my experience seeing them at the SMK Museum in Copenhagen recently. And also I'm going to talk about how Nigerians and people around the world feel about the Benin Bronzes returning. So I hope you all have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next week for part two on the Benin Bronzes. Bye!